Hi, this is Emily Day, and you're listening to Fox on the Wire. You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. Hello, my friends. Acoustic Fox here. It's been a little while in between episodes. I hope you've all been well. Uh, I've been busy recording a brand new single, which I'm about to release on May 1st, called Glimmer. It will be available digitally everywhere, and I just wanted to let you know. Please go and check that out. It is the season to release new music, it seems. A few of our favourite guests uh, that we've had on the show, and including today's guest, are releasing new music also. Uh, One of our favourites, Mr. Palmy Dillon. He's got a brand new single coming out on May 1st as well. And uh, today's guest, Emily Day, has got her debut album coming out on May the 14th. Uh, but we'll talk more about that in this episode with Emily Day. And just a quick reminder to follow Fox on the Wire on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, please subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And also check out the exclusive Fox on the Wire Spotify guest playlist where uh, all the guests that we've had on the show, we've got some of their tunes up on that playlist Um, and I try and keep that up to date with any new music that they've released as well. Uh, So yeah, without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Emily Day and thank you again for tuning in. Alright, Emily Day, welcome to Fox on the Wire. How are you? Good, thanks for having me. Good to see you again. You, um, this is your second appearance on the podcast. You, you were one of my early experiments <laughs> way back at the start when I started this podcast, um, episode number three, which was, uh, I think, July of 2019, and now we're up to epi- episode 73. So, uh, yeah, welcome back to the show. It's good to see you again. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, we... Um, Way back on episode three uh, is when I was still figuring out, you know, how to use the software and uh, all that sort of stuff. And I think we had a few technical issues with your with your voice, so I apologise for that. I think I've got it all sorted now. Although this one uh, is over Zoom, uh, and you know, last time we were actually in person. So, <clears throat> excuse me, providing we don't have any online issues, we should be we should be pretty sweet. So. Uh, yeah, last time we spoke, you well, we were talking about your EP, Weatherman, uh, but we have good news this time around. You're about to release your album, Daybreak, on May 14th. Is this your debut album or is this your second album? No, this is my debut studio album. So I did release a live album once ago, um, but yeah, this is the first official album, so very exciting. Excellent. Congratulations. Uh, obviously, this is probably what's kept you busy during the last couple of years, little, the lockdowns and everything. And uh, did you write most of the songs uh, for this album during this sort of lockdown period? Uh, there's definitely a few on the album that come from lockdown period. Uh, there's one in particular that I've released already as a single that is just about lockdown and 2020 and all of those Zoom meeting vibes that we all experienced. Mm-hmm. Um But, yeah, a lot of the songs were written a while ago and when I was going through the EP process, I basically thought to myself, no, this needs more of a band behind it. And the EP was very much me and my guitar or me and the piano, Uh, whereas this is definitely the band. So 
very exciting. So what's the lineup? Uh, what sort of instrumentation and what's the lineup for, for most of the album? Uh, so I'm playing acoustic guitar, piano and singing in the album. Um, then there's bass, electric guitar. We've even got the string quartet back in. So that's nice. really fun. Yeah, love nice. hearing the strings live. Um, and we've got a saxophone as well. Wow. <laughs> okay, so covering all bases. Yep. Wow, cool. So uh, how many tracks have we got on this album? I know you've released, uh, is it three? Or if you pre, uh, what is it, pre-save or pre-buy the album, uh, yeah. you get a couple of extra tracks. So I've released three. It's been a very long release period. So the first yeah. single release was way back um, right before lockdown in 2020, so March 2020. Wow. Then all the lockdowns happened. So it's been a very long uh, single <laughs> promotion uh, for this album. Um, so Fine and Lovesick, the album version, uh, also are the other singles. So there'll be seven other tracks on the album. Cool. Uh, so you released Fine, I think, was that back in November 2021? Yeah, that's correct. Around about there uh, with a with a lyric video. Very cool song. And was that the track that you wrote during all the lockdowns that you were yeah. referring to? Yeah. <laughs> the unhealthy obsession with uh, Uber Eats was very real. Mm. Fine with a full stop at the end. Yeah. It's very that- much <laughs> <laughs> the full stop says it all. Um, it's yeah. like a when a girl says she's fine mm-hmm. and you know that's not good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, I'm familiar. So how would you actually say it? Fine. Yeah, just and sort of fine. thump the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very <laughs> Yeah. So um, you've got it for pre-sale on uh, Bandcamp, on your Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that bandcamp.emilyday? Is that how it works, Bandcamp? Uh, emilydaymusician.bandcamp.com. Gotcha. Well, we'll uh, chuck some links in the show notes, as we always do. Go and check that out, folks. And, uh, you know, Fine is a is a great track, and it's obviously got some bit of angst behind it, which we like here. And, uh, yeah, so May 14th, that's coming up, uh, what are we now, 25th of April. So coming up pretty soon, you must be sort of hanging to really just let it go out into the wild. And you've obviously been sitting on it for a while with, uh, you know, giving uh, samples of what's to come. But, um, yeah, have you got a lot of people that are excited, including yourself, to release it? Yeah, it's it's been a process to get here, so I'm just really excited for everyone to be able to hear the tracks um, and really just get it out there because, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how you've sat on it for so long. I don't think uh, I could actually do that. I just have to get it out at some point. But no, I'm sure it'll be uh, worth the wait for everyone, including yourself. And where did you record this one? Uh, so at Newmarket Studios, so the same place I recorded the EP, uh, mm-hmm. mainly because I saw the grand piano and I had to go back. So that's that's the summary uh, there. <laughs> I think back on episode three we talked about maybe that same piano and how – you were maybe going to try and fit it into your car one day, just quietly. Still haven't figured out how to do mm. that yet, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> well, piano move is an actual uh, job or profession in its own right, isn't it? So <laughs> no wonder you've run into a few issues. Maybe a bigger car or a, a truck <laughs> one day, but anyway, we'll keep that quiet. So uh, yeah, so you recorded it there. Over what sort of time frame? Did you record it? Like, was it sort of a staggered out thing or did you just go in there for a week so, or two? 
Pretend was recorded as more of a trial. So we did that in one day back in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovesick, we already had the bare bones of it from the EP. So we've just added strings to that. So again, that was just a one day thing. Um, but around March last year, we just went in for five days and did the rest of the album. And it was the biggest five days of our lives, but mm. um, came out with something we're really happy with. Excellent. And uh, are you doing an album launch? Uh, more of a listening party as opposed to a traditional launch, uh, just being all COVID safe and everything mm. like that. So, yeah, definitely a listening party. Um, and, yeah, we'll see where we end up in a few months' time if COVID numbers die down. Yeah, it's a bit of a hard one to organise that sort of stuff at the moment, I think, and, and has been all along. Uh, I think we're getting there, but, um, I mean, anyone who's done an album launch knows how much work goes into it and you know if you have that pulled at the last minute uh you know it'd be heartbreaking for one but it would be quite messy but uh hopefully you know maybe get down the track you might be able to just sneak one in there what is the listening party is that like a public thing or is that just a special uh invite sort of deal or yeah, so it'll be kind of um, like an invite-only kind of exclusive thing um, mm-hmm. and then everyone can come and listen to um, the album and, yeah, it'll be more of a, uh, I guess, smaller affair. But, um, yeah, I remember back in 2020 when we did the pretend single launch and it then ended up being a pretend single launch because we had to make it virtual last minute. Uh, so, Definitely can appreciate the changing Mm. plans last minute. So trying to avoid that this time around. Mm. Yeah. Have you been playing many gigs or have you sort of stayed Uh, away from it? Yeah. Haven't really been playing many gigs throughout Mm. the last two years really. Uh, Did a few open mics and things but nothing nothing well planned in advance. Uh, Things you can kind of plan ad hoc. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same. Like I've been releasing singles throughout you know, this whole two-year period or whatever it is, but uh, I haven't done any launches, which has been a bit strange, but also I guess it's a relief in a way because a lot of planning and effort does go into that. Um, So I was able to just focus on, you know, pure promotion online and stuff like that, but doesn't have the same launch effect if you don't actually go and play live, I guess, but... uh, you know, at least we've still been able to release music, even though we might not be able to go out and play our usual shows and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I haven't sort of played as many shows in the last couple of years either. So hopefully uh, both of us, you know, when when the time is right, we'll both get out there. Because we used to bump into each other fairly often, you know, and play a few gigs together, didn't we? And uh, that was probably the last time I, we maybe saw each other was at... Uh, was it the Drunken Poet, maybe, when you played with Trevor Petrie? Yeah, it could have been then or even that gig in Ballarat or... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all a blur pre-COVID. That's it like is. the timeline. <laughs> mm, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while. So, so how does one get an invite to this listening party? Is this- um, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's basically um, if I know you and I've run into you, you'll probably get an invite to it. Um, otherwise, feel free to tune in on Spotify on May 14th and have your own little listening party. Um, it's it's kind of fun just even having listening parties for just 
music that's coming out with your friends and like I guess we've gotten used to virtual catch-ups so yeah. I know uh, my family did a trivia for a bit um, but doing like a listening party is definitely fun um, or a watch party and seeing like everyone's music videos associated so I think it's just adapting to that virtual world that we're now in which means we can also now reach further so mm. my cousins in Queensland are no longer left out which is nice um, yep. Yeah, it's just that nice further reach. So, do you think you'll be streaming this live um, on your on your Facebook or something like that on the night? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thousands, potentially millions, that are tuning into this episode might just have to um, go to the Emily Day Facebook page and and tune in. And um, if I'm online, I'll, I'll share the link on the Fox on the Wire Facebook as well. <laughs> uh, I guess you don't want, you know millions emailing you for a special invite we better better not do that to you so um now there's a guitar solo on uh your single fine i believe did you play that oh i wish no that's oh, all tim okay. Luki. um so tim is the brains behind electric guitar and arranging um he basically wrote a lot of um the strings and the guitar solos so that's all him um cool. Definitely a legend on guitar. I will give him that. Yeah, awesome. Because I, I think I saw you. Did you buy an electric guitar recently? Yeah, yeah. I bought yeah. an electric guitar last year. Okay. I think I maybe thought well, maybe she's delved into the guitar solo side of things uh, uh, with her with her new guitar. But okay. Um, yeah, they have to rhythm. The lead guitarists they can have it. Um, I'm chilling over in rhythm. <laughs> I think you, with you playing piano and, and other things, you've you got your plate full anyway, I guess. <laughs> so now with the uh, with the album, is it just a digital release or are you printing CDs or vinyl by any chance? Uh, there's a limited run of CDs, uh, but it's mainly digital, um, mainly just because when I ask everyone how they listen to their music mm. these days, every second person Spotify. Um, so... I guess a digital release is the way to go. But, yeah, there's CDs because I do like having something tangible to show this is what I spent hours or years working on. Mm. Uh, so there is some CDs as well. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I had this conversation with a few people uh, at different times, you know, and sort of battle with it myself. It's like I'm still from the the age where it's I physically like to have something. Um, obviously, a digital release is a great thing because you can, you know, if you use distro, distro Kit or whatever it might be, it just sends it to all the stores, which is fantastic and nice and easy and streamlined. Um, but it's still not the same as having a physical um, copy of the album, whether it be, I think cassettes are coming back now, you know, vinyl, which is very expensive to print, which is what turns me off or is you know, prevented me from doing that so far. Um, but, yeah, CDs, I don't know how many people use CDs anymore. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, before we jumped on today, I sort of mentioned to you that I was cleaning out my garage at home here and uh, sure enough, I reckon I had two boxes worth of uh, my old band's CDs, a lot of them cracked and just, you know, dusty and they just never saw you know, a sale or someone else's hands uh, for whatever reason. So that's the problem with CDs, I guess. Uh, 
the crazy thing too is um, when someone says, oh, can you show me one of your tracks and you're out, you're just going to go on your phone and show them. So mm. I use the digital copy, the digital copy more so, but um, the CD, I still, I still like having it. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about cassettes? I, I do have a cassette player, so yeah. um, I have <laughs> I my um, set of five cassettes uh, just yep. sitting with my hundreds of CDs. Um, and I'm um, same with vinyl. I've got probably about five vinyl. Um, I, it's nice to have something tangible. It's nice to hear things in different forms. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely a digital age, I think, and just having that quick access anywhere you go, you have it. It's nice. I guess the thing with the digital, you just hope people aren't listening to it on their phone, like, you know, not not through, you know, just, just the phone, not through a Bluetooth speaker or anything because, you know, we put so much into the production side of things and it's not really recorded for just listening through your phone speaker, although they are pretty good these days. Um, you know, you still need the speaker proper speaker experience even even through a, a bluetooth speaker which most of them are actually quite good these days but uh yeah i guess everyone's listening differently and um even you know what platform to target whether it be apple music or spotify or tidal or you know there's so many amazon music i mean what have you found mostly spotify users people use spotify spotify has been my biggest one um mm. Thankfully, Bandcamp, which is oh, yeah. that's kind of its own little thing, mm. a bit more independent. But yeah, Spotify, I'd find, is my biggest usage. Um, I guess it's just easily accessible. And if people have paid for subscriptions to it, they might as well use it. I find a lot of people, well, at least that I know, haven't actually paid for the subscription. So if you try and send them your track, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> Can't listen to it, man. Sorry. Oh, come on. Anyway, these are the battles we face as uh, musos trying to get the music out. But uh, looks like Bandcamp is the go for you with this album. So head on over to Bandcamp, folks. I've got a link in the description of the podcast here. And uh, depending when you listen to this, if it's before May 14th, pre-order. If it's after, well, buy it. And uh, I'm sure you won't be disappointed. So um, now I had a listen to, I think Lovesick was another one that you have sort of pre-released uh, mm. a beautiful ballad. I always love a good ballad, and I think you've done a few of them. I um, I remember one off Weatherman. I can't remember the name of it, but um, there was one on there, like a I think a piano ballad, beautiful song, and uh, yeah, Lovesick, another beautiful song. When did you write that one? Uh, this one I wrote ages ago, probably in 2014, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and the strings just add so much to it. Mm. So I think it it really just draws out that emotion, just having the strings, the piano. There's even a bit of acoustic in there. Um, it's just a very gentle song, uh, which I like. Yeah. Yeah, strings definitely bring out the emotion, um, the emotive side of things. And, uh, yeah, I'm also a big fan. And ha- so you've got, uh, did you say a quartet? Yes. Yeah, cool. So when you start playing live again and do some shows, do you reckon you'll bring everyone along or will it be – I can imagine how many people you got on the stage there. 
it, it would be a hassle to try and do them all, but it'd be mm. nice to do it at least once. Um, I just remember being in the studio and mm. I'm like a little schoolgirl when strings come in. I'm just like, mm. oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. So like any kind of uh, requirements of me at that point, I'm just hopeless. I'm just like, this is amazing. I'm too busy enjoying this. Go ask someone else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and to hear it on your own music as well is uh, must be pretty cool. Yeah, especially yeah. like I'd hear a MIDI demo, but that's nothing compared to nah. live strings. Yeah. So with the studio, um, what do you find the most difficult or frustrating part of the studio experience? Um, I'm highly organized. So I came to the studio with a little whiteboard with all the tracks and boxes to tick off when we're done each section. Um, we had charts for every song. We demoed every song. Um, and Tim Lukey also works in a similar way. So mm-hmm. I guess that organizational, um, mindset and making sure that you click with those in the studio, because I have worked with people in the past who aren't accustomed to organization. So when they see that, they, they freak out. But um, Gus was amazing at Newmarket. So he really kind of enjoyed the whiteboard and uh, many charts. And it, I think it made it flow a lot easier. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I think the main sticking point for studios is making sure that you click with everyone there because you're going to be spending so much time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't really an issue with Daybreak, thankfully. And uh, with Weatherman, did you work with Gus? I know you worked at the same studio. Was that with Gus as well? Uh, no, this was with Callum. So uh, Callum's no longer at the studio. So Gus uh, took over and, okay. yeah, he's been a legend all throughout Daybreak. Excellent. And uh, do you enjoy the promotional side, uh, uh, well, of whether it be the EP or just releasing music in general, in terms of social media, do you, do you enjoy that? side of what we need to do as musicians independently these days? Uh, Not particularly. Uh, Mm. One of my biggest things, I think probably the main thing that caused my delay in releasing was actually having to take a picture of myself. Uh. I absolutely hate taking pictures of myself. (laughs) Like I'm the biggest critic of myself. Um, So I think having to post all these photos of yourself and saying, how great am I, um, (laughs) can get a bit, um, I don't know, you feel a bit up yourself, but you're like, Mm. no, I I swear the music's good. Like, listen to that. That's great. Um, Ignore my corniness in my posts. Yeah, it's a tough one for those who don't, those of us who don't like to toot our own horns, so to speak. Uh, Yeah, I find myself in particular, like, I'm not... Um, not overly outgoing on social media and it takes a bit for me to actually post something. I like to, you know, release a song and, all right, this song is me doing the talking, but that's not quite how it works these days. You've got to actually, you know, communicate in the song and then about the song, if that makes sense, uh, which isn't always easy to do. So I definitely understand that that's that question is uh yeah i guess i'm curious about other people because i've yeah it's a it's a tough part of of what we have to do depending on our personality type i guess but uh that's how we have to get the music out there uh i guess and um i guess there's no real good way to post audio mm. um like people like pictures they they like 
30 second videos. So yeah. you need to find ways to incorporate that into your audio. So it's, it's almost like another creative challenge, I guess. I mean, it's a blessing that we've got these platforms, I think, but uh, yeah, it's a bit harder for some of us to, to come across the way we need to sometimes, I think. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the toughest parts of what we have to do, I think. So what else have you been up to in these last couple of years besides writing a smash hit album and recording it? Um, that's pretty much summed up <laughs> the music world. Yeah. I, I did complete grade seven classical piano as oh. a side thing I was doing. Oh, so yeah, just, just quietly, a big achievement like that. <laughs> quietly managed to do that. So that was that was great. Managed to get it done with. They've just changed the syllabus. So I managed to get it done on the old syllabus before they switched it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I would have had to have started from the start again. Um, so grateful for that. And now we're on to grade eight piano. So that takes up a lot of time. Mm. Um, but, yeah, aside from that, just doing the normal nine to five like everyone else, uh, enjoying the work from home slash office balance that we've got at the moment. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so you're still working from home? Uh, partially. So three mm-hmm. days a week at home and two days in the office. And I feel like a lot of offices have done that. Yeah, sort of changed the uh, the way we do a lot of things, I guess, hasn't it, uh, these last couple of years? Um, technology and companies. Mm. Do you, um, are you one to get anxiety on stage about performing or are you sort of past um, that? Not so much about performing, like I'm okay to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very introverted, so I absolutely hate speaking to people I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that can be a bit of a challenge when it comes to like speaking to the bar staff or someone to say, oh, can you cut the music? So it's something that's that simple. Um, like I come from a generation that's scared to call the pizza man, so... I think it's very much all tied into that. So that's probably my biggest challenge and where I get most of the anxiety as opposed to the performing aspect. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I um, sort of struggle to talk to people at gigs um, from an anxiety standpoint but also volume-wise, you know, you're trying to talk over music and um, and you sort of I'm trying to focus on performance and that sort of thing. and. That was part of the reason, one of the reasons why I started this podcast was because I actually want to talk to people, um, but maybe in a different in a different setting, in a quieter place and actually get into a proper conversation. But um, yeah, so that was one of the big reasons why I started this podcast. But, uh, you know, because the whole networking thing is, is pretty important in what we do. Uh, so... Hosting something as well because if you're the host, it's similar to a birthday or anything. Mm. Ten seconds with each person, so you're very much not really getting much conversation time as well. No, no, it's all pretty pretty fast, and uh, you know you don't actually often get to sit down and have a, a proper chat with some people that you probably would like to to do that with. It's all very brief, and everyone's in a hurry and focused on other things. So. I've got a question for you. What um, what band or artist, now you might have answered this in episode number three way back, uh, what band or artist that you heard uh, made you say to yourself, I want to do that? Uh, I guess that's a, it's a tricky question because mm. um, 
I've switched instruments so many times and I think mm. <laughs> <laughs> my inspiration. Um, definitely uh, with the acoustic guitar, it was like your Pete Murray. That was, that was probably a big one for me. And um, my parents used to play the Beatles all the time. So naturally I was like, ooh, this sounds great. Um, as for the piano, that was kind of something that was more like forced upon me. But as for playing piano in a contemporary setting, um, that was probably more like your Pink Floyd super tramp. Mm. So I definitely try and get those vibes in my music where I can. Um, so I'm hoping there's one of the tracks on the album that really draws off that inspiration. So I'm hoping that comes through. Um, and then I used to play bass. So that was all Red Hot Chili Peppers, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I forgot about the, the whole bass thing. Four string, five string? Uh, four string. So yeah. Yeah, it was very much, I was excited to learn how to slap the bass like Flea. Uh, yeah. I remember that being a big thing in high school. Um, yeah. Cool. Are you playing much bass these days? Whether it just or did you play bass on the album? No, so I didn't end mm. up playing bass on the album. But uh, like the bass riff in Fine, I wrote that. Um, it was just Tim who recorded it. Um, but yeah, I do like picking up the bass to get ideas um, because I think it's it's a different way of working. Because normally you're working with an instrument like the piano or guitar where it sounds really full, whereas the bass you're really stripping it back to. Well, the basics. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so you, you can sort of almost pick up anything and and play it, really. Yeah, just don't trust me on percussion. I'm shocking. <laughs> like like eggs and uh, tambourine and that yeah. sort of thing. Shakers, yeah. I should say, not eggs. Yeah, that's actually really hard to do that stuff, you know. Yeah, to do it well is a yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've tried a bit of that myself in the studio and it's actually, it's, you know, it's not, not easy. It's, there is a definite talent to it. So, uh, yeah. Well, so we've got uh, May 14th album release, uh, Daybreak, um, and just like a digital release. Are you going to have CDs available for that date? Yeah, well? so CDs will be available as of that date. So they will go live on the Bandcamp website. Bandcamp, yep, gotcha. All right, check out that Bandcamp, folks, and uh, there's a link below in the description. Uh, May 14th, Daybreak, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a huge weight off your shoulders, no doubt, because you've been hanging on to it for so long. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, it's good to see you again, Emily, and um, look forward to hearing the album in full and um, Keep an eye out for the listening party, folks. When when is the listening party, Emily? Is that on the fourteenth or? Yeah. So anyone who doesn't get an invite, you can still listen along on Spotify. Cool. And uh, where else can people find you? Uh, all the socials. So I'm even on TikTok these days, um, but Spotify, um, iTunes, Apple Music, all the things. Uh, Facebook's my main one. So any updates tend to go there. Cool, cool. I'll uh, put some links in the show notes. And, uh, yes, I'm on TikTok too. I've been trying a little bit of that. And uh, we should follow each other. I don't uh, know a few friends on there, but not. Uh, they're all sort of just people who have followed. So they're all strangers at the moment. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting place, TikTok. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to get, you know, 
quite decent reach sometimes and, you know. Yeah, it's cool to see who uses your audio too. So, um, mm. yeah, there's definitely people I've never met who use uh, some of the Weatherman tracks as their audio. So, Cool. Yeah, nice. Well, thank you, Emily. Nice to see you again and best of luck with the release of the album. I look forward to hearing it in full and uh, thank you for coming on the podcast again. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll catch you again soon for another episode of Fox on the Wire.